0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content... We recommend you stop listening right now.
1: Hi Dawn. Hi Dan. Normally we don't have to do
0: this much prep work. <laughs> we just did a lot of prep work. I actually know what questions are coming up this time. Yeah, that's a nice change of pace for you.
1: So today's show is going to be one of our question and answer episodes, mm-hmm. but we're going to focus on power exchange topics. And we have about... Uh, we have a good number of questions here that people have written in and want yeah. answers on power exchange relationships.
0: We're usually like begging for questions of the day. <laughs> and over the last couple of days, we, we've we had to pick and choose which questions to answer.
1: And we've had to push them off for the next show as yes. well. Um, and we're going to talk about some events that we got coming mm-hmm. up and some super secret thing <laughs> that's going to happen with the podcast uh-huh. At a major event coming up. Yes. And a couple of other stuff. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, and we'll kind of split it out. We'll slap out a question, talk a little bit, slap out a question, talk some more. In
0: other words, we're changing the structure to confuse Dawn. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's That's reasonable. See, this, this, this is a scene. We're seeing now. This is a mind fuck scene. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, So let's start off by when we talk about master-slave relationships, power exchange relationships, topics like that. Yes. But for people that are new to the podcast, are we qualified to talk about this kind of stuff?
0: Well, I would say we're qualified. We've been living this for 11 years and a lot of people that have been listening to the podcast know that we ran for title recently. So someone thought we were qualified enough <laughs> to, <laughs> after answering lots and lots of questions sure. to uh thought that we were qualified to teach on it publicly nationally. And we
1: have been teaching nationally. Mm-hmm. For about as long as we've been in the power exchange relationship. Right, um, right. We started presenting soon after, so. Yep, and we've had the opportunity to travel all over the place. As you mentioned, we are the current title holders of the Great Lake Region Master and Slave Contest. Mm-hmm. But as you also mentioned, far more of a qualification is the fact we've lived in a master slave relationship for the past 11 years. Right. Or you could say we, we lived in a, a. We started off as a light Dom sub and mm-hmm. then Dom sub and eventually accepted the terminology of oh, master-slave, master slave. but it's been a 24-7 power exchange relationship. Yes. Now, that's going to lead us right into our first question, and the, that question is, what is the difference between a top and a bottom?
0: So, see, I keep forgetting there's still new people listening to the podcast, you know, with with a question like this. Yeah,
1: and, and it's great that one of the joys of being having this podcast is we're reaching people that are new to it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like this isn't really a master-slave question, but I think it's an important one to start off with.
0: I think it is, because it um, sets some groundwork for terminology. It so, does, it does. Um, top and bottom, the way I think about it is, um, top and bottom to me is terminology used in a placing. So the top is the person, let's use flogging for example. Okay. The top is the person wielding the flogger. And the bottom is the person being flogged. Okay. Doesn't have to be power exchange. Doesn't have to be anything like that. It, it is a BDSM, quote, play scene. Um, what I like to point out to people, though, is that the top doesn't necessarily have to be dominant. The top could be a submissive. The top. Can, oh, okay. I get okay, it. Sure. Yep. Yep. I saw you thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but you are a master and if you commanded me to top you, which I just don't see happening, <laughs> I would still be the, so the slave because that's our relationship dynamic, but I would be the top because I'm holding the flogger. Right. Even though you commanded it, I'm still holding it. So when we talk probably about probably running away, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about
1: top-bottom, we're talking
0: about roles in a scene. Yes.
1: Roles in play. Mm-hmm. And I guess we should also mention the term switch, which... Would be somebody who likes to top sometimes, and other times they like to the bottom.
0: Right. So, and like I said, there doesn't have to be a power dynamic there. It doesn't have to involve doms and slaves. Mm-hmm. It can just be people that like to top and bottom. And
1: as long as we're going to do that, let's go ahead and slap out two other words real quick. Uh-oh. And this comes from our super secret source. okay. The terms are, and pardon me while I turn. A oh, back.
0: our super secret
1: source. Yeah. It's, Yay. <laughs> it's, it's not that big a deal, unfortunately. i have oversold it at this point. Uh oh. So a master is the person leading a power exchange relationship. Master. Often they use uh, males use the term master, and females use other terms, mistress, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Not always the case. Master right. Christina, right. our previous GLLA title holder, prefers mm-hmm. the term master as well. Uh, but basically, it is the. Um, the person leading a power exchange relationship, right? Nothing I to do agree with that. that. Mm-hmm. A slave is the person in a power exchange relationship who is not directly in charge. It is not gender specific, right? It is the, mm-hmm. the the other half of the the person. Boy, it's so hard to say that they're not in charge. Well, they're not in charge of the relationship.
0: No, they've surrendered. So Ooh, nice. they, they've they've surrendered power, even though it's been it's a co-created relationship. So you know we could we could get into a lot of detail with that. I, I wrote an essay lately, so the terms <laughs> yes. are just floating through my head. <laughs>
1: but we have plenty of other questions still to go. Absolutely. So there is our foundation for the the other questions that we got coming up. Mm-hmm. Before we get into a question, I do want to mention that we have to pack. We are on the road again. We are. We have an uh, October twenty second to the twenty fourth. We'll be in Chicago, Chicago, Kinky College, where we're presenting mm-hmm. a couple classes for uh, Master's E of Chicago. We are. We're presenting flirting.
0: <laughs> That's a very flirtatious the I way know. you said that. Yay. <laughs> Maybe I have it. <laughs> no, just kidding. So, but uh, the flirting class, we are going to teach people how to flirt. Mm-hmm. So, um, we are going to touch a little bit on MS in flirting. So... At
1: some th- point. Although yeah, the thrust of the class is really how learning how to flirt mm-hmm. in any situation. So that's what we'll be doing in the, uh, end of October or m- near the end of October if you are in Chicago
0: and and if you already know how to flirt, come to our other class which is a sacred sexuality sensorama which
1: is also going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So that's October 22nd in Chicago. Feel free to stop by and say hi if you're in the area if be at the event. And then on October 27th, here in central Ohio, we will be presenting protocol <laughs> in the community
0: for... I love the name of this group, the Monkey Puzzle Club.
1: Yes. I, I don't know what that means <laughs> or where that comes from, but uh, I do know the person that started that group, and he's mm-hmm. promised to get me more information about that group, so that's coming up soon. Nice. I just I do, too. I, I love... A lot of things in the lifestyle are very serious and... Um, you know, uh, we have a group here in town, um, what is it? Uh, Mid-Ohio Rose and Leather. Yes. And we have another, uh, group, Central Ohio Real DS. Mm -hmm. So Monkey Puzzle Club, that's a nice change of pace. (laughs) We'll see what that's about. Love it. Um, all right. So there's a little bit of stuff going on. You know, I got another question here staring at me that I want to get into. Okay. Next question. Next question. Ding. What are some small ways that you and your other half can exchange power, especially like in a vanilla setting?
0: Ooh. Um, I know a couple, and then I'll give some personal examples. But I know a couple that the master used to carry her driver's license. Really? Everywhere. Mm-hmm. One of the first couples that we huh. met in the lifestyle. So, if she went anywhere, she would have to ask him for her driver's license, you know, party right. or, or whatever. So, and he carried it all the time. What so a neat and subtle. Uh huh. So, I like that. <laughs> oh, no, I like that. That's
1: a, that's a neat one. I know um, for us, there is, when you talk about a 24 7 master slave relationship, it doesn't matter if we're in a vanilla setting or not. Right. The The bond is still there. Now, you don't wear a big, fat, thick collar no. or chains when we're out in public. You no. have your day collar. Jem mm-hmm. has a day collar. And what right. that is, it's a necklace that serves as a collar that when you go to a PTA meeting, no one would look at it and say, Mm-mm. oh, you must be a slave. Right. Um, right. Yours I- happens to be a chain with a little heart on it. Jem's is a very thin silver um, mm-hmm. necklace. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So those, you know, having those symbols around you, you know, and, you know, in public, I can give your your necklace a little tug, you know, and that's kind of symbolic for us.
0: You can put your hand on the back of my neck, and I know that means you want to pull my hair, so Mm -hmm. that's a little exchange. Um, If we're at a restaurant, I constantly have an eye on your drink to make sure I don't get to, you know, make sure (laughs) that the bottom isn't seen, so um, these are just... Little things.
1: I like telling you what I want ordered for me. Yes. And when the waitress comes over and she looks at me, I just look at you and you speak up and say, he'll have blah, blah, blah. Now, I know some people in power exchange relationships do the opposite. Right. The leader of the relationship, the master, mistress, whatever, wants, you know, makes the order and the submissive or the slave just sits there quietly on their little hands. hmm And as we go through, right, I might use these words, master, dominant, mistress and submissive and slave interchangeably a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to do the question of the day. What's the difference between a dominant and a master?
0: Right. Explore that yourself. Decide what fits for you. Mm-hmm. So I there's agree. my little disclaimer as we there go along. There you go. So I agree. And, you know, and there's all, all kinds of other little rituals that you could do. Um, maybe I know, again, personal stories of other people. One is, is that the slave always drives. She always opens his door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know? And it's a flip from chivalry. Right. So people look at it oddly that she opens his door, you know, instead of vice versa, not realizing the dynamic there yeah. that that's something she's been commanded to do.
1: But it's still subtle enough that you can get away with it in public and nobody right. says anything too weird. Right. You know, what's funny is the, the person that wrote in this question had a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that when they're out in public that the uh, the... The master or the leader in the relationship is the only one that carries money. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, another one that we do, though, is you have to ask, and Jem has to ask permission to pee. Yes. Very powerful and still very subtle because most of the time people, you know how to do this in such a way that people don't realize. You know, you don't do the pee-pee dance and go, meh, meh, meow (laughs)
0: right? No, I usually lean over and ask you. And if it's other MS people, I'll ask just loud enough that they can hear Mm -hmm. so that it's not rude that i'm leaning over and whispering in your ear right. so but if it's not ms people yeah i, I kind of say it mm-hmm. really quietly <laughs> Now, in a um in a more
1: of a leather protocol there's even and matter of fact i believe in, and i'm not positive about this one but maybe a gorian protocol as well that the submissive or the slave walks to the left and two paces back, mm-hmm. or some like thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? We just did the, the class with Boy Quill, and I should be a little tighter on knowing that better. Right.
0: It, it's usually, I mean, it's still a family protocol. You mm-hmm. can still make it to what you want to make it, but it is usually to the left and two paces back. Right. So but so there's some, some yeah, great examples there. Little things like that. So. I would
1: love to see people respond to the thread that we start. We start a thread on FetLife where for each episode about what their little personal protocols are
0: i just had a ping did you see my my eyes light up and go i thought of something else. i thought you had to pee no (laughs) so um in the shoe store when you were trying on boots Uh you had me put your boots on oh yeah so now we did it in such a way that you know it could have been a wife putting on the boots but you plopped your boots up into my lap and Mm -hmm. pointed at me
1: (laughs) very true so, before we go on to the next question of the day.
0: You threw something in. You're breaking up the theme. <laughs> You're breaking up the pattern. No, no, no. It's on,
1: it's on <laughs> section four of the script, page seven
0: in oh, italics. Oh, in got it. There, okay, sorry. A, missed it.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to, to, real quick, as you know, um, our podcast is a zero-profit podcast. We don't do mm-hmm. any advertising with the exception of, um, you know, if somebody's doing something cool and they want us to mention it, we mention it. We do plug Adventures in Sexuality. A fair amount, right. and they help us a fair mm-hmm. amount as well. But um, one of the things that, that's happened for us lately that's been really nice has the uh, the Ohio Smart, which is our Cleveland Kink Group, been around right. forever. Their board has recently gotten together and just said that um, this year they are comping our membership to their group.
0: To their group, right, so that we can come to the parties and things like that, and that's their way of uh, supporting us while we are in our title year.
1: Yeah, and that's just, little things like that are just mm-hmm. so, um, it's just fantastic the way the community supports each other, you know. Um,
0: kind of makes your heart go pitter-patter a little bit.
1: I know. It does. So, so we wanted to shout out to those guys. They have something pretty neat coming up that I want to get to in a little bit, too. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Love to support the local groups. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And all the groups, right? Anybody. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and, and if you're out there listening, you've got a group, you've got an event, you've got a book, you've got a podcast, you've got a sex game <laughs> that you want to get more people know about. hmm And it's ethical feeling. Yes. Because we've had some people pitch stuff to us that's not felt ethical. Right, right. Um, yeah, we'd be happy to talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And, and as long as we're saying thank you, I also want to do a quick thank you to the Sensually Kinky Group. Exactly. We went to their Cocktoberfest. And and this was really neat because this was just uh, a kinky couple Mm -hmm. opening their house for... Well, I don't know that we're strangers, but we're strange. <laughs> you know, for, for well, the community, right? For right. Uh, 15, 16 people in the community. Come over, hang out. Mm-hmm. They provided snacks and some drinks, and everybody else brought snacks
0: with them. Had the garage set up with nice. a cupping fire cupping station and a wax station and a bondage frame that um, we put to good use. Yes. <laughs> we, we
1: actually had a very interesting little scene, which I'll touch on for just a moment, between you, me, and Jim,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Where... In this case, you were the bottom. You yes. were being flogged. Yes. And I was the top. I was the flogger. Yes. And Jim kind of sat in our space, mm-hmm. but to his side, and drew a picture of you. Yeah. As, I was, as you were scening. And it came out wonderful. It was it, definitely
0: you. It was definitely me. It was, wow. So, it was really interesting. So, oh, but awesome scene as well.
1: Now, at that at Cocktoberfest, Mm -hmm. um, because Jem was there. Jem is still my slave, although it's a very relaxed situation. Mm -hmm. It was not high protocol. And this is a segue into our next question. Okay. The next question is, how do you do, um, how do you prepare and train for service events? And when you set an event up, what is the planning process for you? Oh, long question. Yes, and I think I missed a comma in there or something. Can you but say it in your own words? In my own words? Yes. <laughs> I can say it like this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, that's William Chandler's words. Yes. Sorry. Um, so how do you prepare and train for service events? And what planning process do you use? So what I take that question to mean is that you and I go to events mm-hmm. um, and where the, the idea is service, yes. right? Yes. For example, when we go to... Um, Central Ohio perversion excursion a couple of weeks ago. Right. You and Jem and a couple other submissives and slaves served. Right. And it was very much you were in a service mode. When Jem went with us to Great Lakes Master Slave Contest, wow. she was totally in a total service, service mode. total service. None of this getting nope. flogged, no getting taken care of, getting mm-hmm. petted. It was go do this, go do that, go do this. Mm-hmm. Very much a service event. Uh, Amber, the, the rope slup, who...
0: Slup? <laughs> <Yeah>. Slut. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Who we interviewed some time back, very Mm -hmm. much a service slave. That is her thing,
0: right? Yes.
1: So, really interesting question. How do you prepare a service slave? And and the big thing is setting expectations and making sure their expectations Mm -hmm. of what this is is what it is, right?
0: You know, Jem going to GLLA was told upfront you know, there won't be any play. Don't even know if we'll see the dungeon. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what we're bringing you for. (laughs) Pathetically, we did not. (laughs) We did not. So, you know, when I went to Cope, you know, when we Uh went to Cope, I knew I'd be serving dinner that night. I knew what the expectations were. I knew I would be, you know, training someone else really quick to help us out and, you know, went out and bought new silverware and, you know, everything. It was expectations and um, that's a good place to start. The flip side of it is, does it feed
1: the person to be a service mm. lady? You know? and, and again, we'll use um, Amber as an example of that. She is completely served by serving. She's completely served. By
0: She's serving. fulfilled.
1: Fulfilled, thank you. Yes. Um, and just gets in her own little happy place. As a matter of fact, she mm-hmm. tells a story once of how she tried to do service Wearing headphones.
0: That was, right, right, right. So that was a long time ago, and she was scrubbing the floor and thought she could scrub the floor and wear her headphones and realized that she couldn't get into that Zen place that she gets into with Mm -hmm. service with the headphones on. It was distracting. Mm -hmm. So the next time she did it without the headphones and was able to get into just that, I don't know how else to describe it, just that space of service. Mm -hmm. So it can be meditative. It can be very powerful
1: so i think that the, the, the key setting expectations and understanding mm-hmm. making sure that you guys are communicating and say if you're if we're, we're prepping for service i know you want to be my cute little arm candy in a corset right who's turning the boy's heads and getting bent over and spanked mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that some other day maybe not right um but when you're prepping for service you prep for service you prep for and, service and as a master as a, the the you, you be demanding, you be specific, you be... Uh, and it just so happens that the person who wrote this question of the day has a military background. Right. You be precise, military right. precise. If I say do this, I want this, period. mm mm-hmm. you, As a matter of fact, not too long ago, you were pressed into service for our house Meta Tea.
0: Yes, at the last minute.
1: And you know your role as service, and I know what I want in service. And I remember... Don't, not, don't be getting into a bad space. <laughs> yes, you had to be chastised because you leaned over in a way that was inappropriate. Right. And then you tried to give me an excuse about that. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're in service mode, I have no no you know tolerance for any kind of excuse. I do what you're told, and if you do it wrong, fix it and do it better. Right. Whew, give me an excuse. Right. Jeez.
0: I know. I know. I just. I <laughs> Could not believe I was going to try to offer an excuse, (sighs) but (laughs) (laughs) no, no, actually I was going to say something else with this person that wants Uh to know how to, um, train their submissive to be service. Uh You know, he's also got to keep in mind that his slave may not be a service slave. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that whole balancing of, um, know who you are and what you want. Right. So, you know, each that each person has to do to keep it from um, having conflicts. So,
1: and it may well be that when we look at the, at the question, it might be that this guy's going to write me back and say, Dan, you, you really fucked that up. That is not what I was saying. You, mm-hmm. you misread the question, or you misinterpreted what I was trying to get to." Right. Um, and we'll give it another shot if that's the case. Okay. I think it was a good answer to a good question, regardless. I of think it, it was. <laughs> and, and in case you're listening, be careful. Don't get don't let the MPs get called again. Uh huh.
0: It's, <laughs> it's bad thing. Bad thing.
1: Uh, rent a dungeon off the base. <laughs> um, well, you know what? We we mentioned this earlier. We should go ahead and finish talking about this now. Uh, before we get into, and we got a boatload of questions to go still.
0: We do. So
1: we should hurry. We should. <laughs> but uh, real quick, I do want to mention an, an event that's coming up. Um, we we had mentioned earlier the nice smart Ohio. Yes. Uh, group, and the Smart Fetish Flea is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. It is the uh, the Fetish Flea Market to get in your kinky holiday gift shopping before this Thanksgiving holiday. Nice. This is uh, run by Ohio Smart in Cleveland, and uh, they actually hold a annual Fetish Flea Market. Uh, this next one coming up will be Saturday, November 20th. Right. And uh, let's see, shopping hours are from like 1 till 6 or so. Mm-hmm.
0: Twelve vendors all lined up. Let's see everything from professionally made corsets, handmade jute Ooh, rope. No shit. Aww. To low temp candles for your playing pleasure, and and that all was because I can't make it to the flea <laughs> market and I want to buy some jute rope. Um, it says the day does not end there. Smart will also host a play party that evening until 2 a.m. at the Best Dungeon in Ohio.
1: Very cool. So I love the, uh, the idea of the, the uh, fetish flea. Mm-hmm. We've actually worked at Fetish Flea to clean out our closets on occasion. Mm-hmm.
0: We have. So And get your holiday gift
1: shopping in.
0: Now, more information can be found at www.ohiosmart.org. Sweet. Yes. So the uh, what is the next question, Dom? The next question. Let me look at my numbers here. Oh, no, I lost got notes. it. <laughs> here it is. How? Oh, okay. So this one's from a newbie Dom. Mm-hmm. So not and... newbie Dom, who we know a guy named. Newbie oh, Dom. Oh, we do. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's not from newbie Dom. It's just from a this newbie. This from a newbie Dom. Right. <laughs> and his question is is how often do i turn into her master and yeah i'm gonna let you answer that one if we accept the fact that earlier
1: we were talking about terminology and we're not and we understand the difference between a master and a top then the answer is once Ooh, i like that my and well, I tell you, if you don't like our definitions, you go on to FetLife and you'll find somebody else who defines them in, in ten different ways. Um, from master being just a what other people are using for a role play terminology, to um, somebody who is really good with a flogger is a master flogger. <laughs> Again, though, when we talk about master, we're talking about the lead in a power exchange relationship. Right. And When you here's so maybe as a dominant. You have a little flexibility. You can take some days off. Mm-hmm. At the point you've decided to call yourself master, you've made a commitment, a 24-7 commitment to this person that you're going to be their master. I have bad days. I have uh, days where I have a headache or I sleep in or I have a cold or I lose my job or my cat dies. Right. I am still master. Yes. And... That's just the way it is. Now, granted, I'm a better master some days than others. (laughs) But once you've made that commitment, you know, it's about responsibility. It's about commitment. It's about a lifestyle choice. Right. So um, now I will say in the 11 years together, I've had to make the decision to be be your master more than once. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not like it's something you turn on, you turn off. Right. Right. That's, That's a scene that's topping, that's dominating for limited amounts of time. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing good, bad, right? But it's not a twenty-four-seven situation.
0: That's so way you go. Yep, that's what I'm getting from the question. Cool. Well, that was easy. That was easy. <laughs> as but long as you have a strong is opinion. Once.
1: <laughs> so let me ask you a question along the same kind of lines, perhaps. Okay. How do you give up control as a submissive or a slave without becoming an emotional wreck?
0: Hmm. The first time I heard this question, I was like, an emotional wreck. I don't get it. So because uh, surrendering as a slave, I did not take that decision lightly. So I waited until I knew I could trust you. Sometimes I question Mm -hmm. why I need to surrender Sometimes I question things like that, but I can't say that it turned me into an emotional wreck. It actually fulfilled me in ways that other styles of relationships just couldn't. So it gives me strength and power.
1: Hmm. I can certainly remember a time where you were very nervous about it. Nervous, yeah. Um, and trust was hard to come by. For other people, yes,
0: and you had to earn it too.
1: There's a really interesting thing that happens in a power exchange relationship, though, is where we don't operate on trust anymore. We no. operate on faith. Yes. And it's an interesting distinction, where I think earlier in our relationship, I would give you a command, and you'd really have to think about it and decide. Oh my God, can I really do this? And
0: love, then trust, love, trust, love, trust. I have a go mantra. <laughs> and you would
1: practice your trust mantra. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, I think we're at the point now where you just obey. Yes. And I think that's more of a, f- so I don't know how that helps you get through the emotional wreck part. I, it's, it's letting go, right?
0: Yes, the surrendering and the letting go. I mean, you let go of ego, you let go of shoulds, you let go of a lot of stuff, and the relationship just balances. Ah, yes. Good shit. <laughs> Let's take a moment and talk about fucking.
1: Yay! Okay, let me, let me yeah, get situated here. <laughs> and other things as well. Yes. Um, so I was looking at the uh, upcoming class schedule for Spanksgiving. Okay. And that's uh, an event out in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and our good friend Jason runs that event. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, pff, I know, every time we talk about this event, we get we, we end up talking about the food. <laughs> well, the, he's got good damn food. <laughs> so here's some of the classes that are coming up at Spanksgiving. Okay. What the fuck kind of pervert are you? <laughs> um let's fuck rope bondage for sex Ooh, and then there's some other ones really interesting one, the arts of ramping and increasing the intensity of your play nice emotional barriers and roadblocks that's kind of a deep one
0: yeah it is but good one to look at uh micro branding which uh, it must I, be like cell popping i, I think thing. it's like cell popping yeah
1: and uh another one they're, they're gonna do a hook pole Oh,
0: so really,
1: we're all over the place with everything from let's get tied up and fuck to getting hooked. Mm -hmm. Hook balls. (laughs) We will have more information about Spanksgiving coming up. Um, And if you're just dying to hear more about it, you can go back two episodes where we interviewed Jason to talk about it some. Um, As I said earlier in the show, good events, ethical people. Mm -hmm. We will be happy to promote you. And Thanksgiving is definitely in that line.
0: Absolutely, and they all like to smile. They are the smiliest motherfuckers. I, aren't
1: they? I love it. i just, I'm just curious if one day, if like, if there, a scene goes horribly wrong and somebody gets their arm ripped off, nobody like, oh, just God. smile. <laughs> Call the doctor.
0: No, I don't think so. <laughs> now that
1: that would probably take the smile off. Yes. Thinking of taking the smile off.
0: Uh oh. We have another question. Okay. We do, huh? Yes. Okay. It is, how can I quit feeling like I'm hurting a woman I love? Yeah. Now, you and I have
1: a master-slave relationship. We also have a loving relationship.
0: Yes. We are, uh,
1: after you took my collar, a little bit of time went by, and you ended up becoming my legal wife as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. And I can really relate with this question. It is a great question. And remember, we used to be part of a uh, a DS discussion group here in town. And one of the topics that kept coming up was, what's love got to do with it? Right, right. right. And I can totally um, empathize with this question because there's been a number of times where I've had to, where I can recall punishing you and having you on your knees and explaining what you've done wrong. And you're sitting Mm -hmm. there blubbering and crying and your little heart's breaking. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart too. Right. Uh, So I I absolutely empathize with that. But I tell you, the way you get over that is by not doing it. By the times where you've needed to be disciplined or corrected or pulled on your shit. And I was like, oh, she's so sad. I'll let her go and just give you a little hug and not worry about it. Right. Right. That did us more harm. Yes. Because it, it throws the entire dynamic of the relationship a scatter.
0: Yeah, you see me shaking my head, going, "No, I don't <laughs> <Yes>. want that."
1: <laughs> you knew in these situations that you would acted unbecoming of your slave self, right? So for me to respond by being a um, anything less than master mm-hmm. devalues our relationship, right? Yes. The way that you've grown so much beyond being um, some of the things that you used to do that you did not. Think we're the most positive thing for you to do, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, uh, is because I do call you on your shit and I hold you yes. responsible. And I say, these are the standards I have set for you. These are the standards you have set for yourself. You mm-hmm. live by those standards. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the way you get beyond that feeling of hurting the person you love is you recognize this is a short term. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. By by coddling you in the short term, I'm hurting you in the long term, right? Yes. You come to me with the idea that I'm going to help you grow. Mm-hmm. And growth can be painful sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it is my duty to help you grow. And if that means you get hurt along the way, then I help you get over that hurt at the appropriate time. But you do it, you act,
0: you move. Right, right. And, you know, and we agreed on this relationship at the beginning. I mean, that's another thing to remember is that this is consensual. You guys agreed to this at the beginning. It is written in our contract that I will be punished. And I have written in our contract that I need to be because I'm the type of person that holds on to shit. And if I know I've done something wrong that goes against what we discussed, I will punish myself over and over and over again. And I like being called on my shit. And mm-hmm. I like having a person in my life that's strong enough to call me on my shit. So call me on my shit, deal the punishment, whatever that means, right. <laughs> you know, it'd be different for each person and tell me to move on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it does, it, it harms a relationship if you don't follow through with what you agreed on to begin with.
1: I've we have both been in plenty of relationships where commitment and responsibility were half-ass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and my expectations from a master-slave relationship is that they are uh, full-ass.
0: Yeah, full-ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, before we keep going, I got to mention this real quick. It's not on the script. Oh but no! I, but we just got in the mail a uh, a new. An improved Sex Is Fun The Card Game. I haven't even looked at the damn thing yet. We I owe know. these guys. Yeah. I mean, now they've got we've got they've sent us five games. We've reviewed one. hmm We're a little bit behind at this point.
0: So well, I didn't even know this one was coming in the mail. It was like a Christmas surprise. I know. So oh. look, it's still all wrapped in the plastic and ooh. The little
1: BDSM right on yeah. top
0: there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay. We'll have to look at that one.
1: All right. So we'll do some reviews on that soon.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: thank, thank you to guys from the Sex is Fun games for sending us these games to review. We'll get our shit together and start reviewing them. <laughs> the problem with these so far is that um, they require a number of people. A number of people. And they require people that have time, which is something. We have people. We are a short supply of time. <laughs> Another question in the MS Power Exchange Q&A show. Yes, sir. And we're almost wrapped. We're, look at this. We're yeah, almost done. We're, almost we're done. Close. Yeah. Um, somebody wrote in and said, I believe I have always been a slave at heart. My question is, is it better to start as a, in a dom-sub relationship? Or um, can we go right into being in a master-slave relationship?
0: Well, I guess it depends on what you want. So I've been saying that a lot lately. You know, look at what you want. For us... We started DS. We didn't know much about the style. We knew we wanted it. We knew what it was we wanted. So we started... Mm. We were little pussies, actually. Yeah, we started with (laughs) we we
1: started with DS light.
0: Yes, and the reason we call
1: it DS light is not because it had less calories.
0: (laughs) It's because we used code words to say, "Okay, we're now in DS land. We're trying this out."
1: This this reflects. (laughs) We go all the way back to a question earlier: how often do how do I turn? How often do I turn into her master? Right for us, that was DS light. Yes, we had. Clearly defined, I am in Dom space, I'm out of Dom space. I Mm -hmm. am your master now, I am no longer your master, sort of thing, right? Right. We start off with this DS light. Because it's very scary. It's a very Mm -hmm. strange lifestyle. It's very different, especially if you don't have anybody around you know, living this way. And and we had very few people living this way hell i don't even know if we met anyone at this point
0: at the very beginning we had not met the other two couples that we ended up um, bonding with and and supporting each other so so the ds light was very much okay we think we want this but it might be fantasy and maybe the fantasy world isn't like the real world and you know we don't want to start in full force and then mess up our relationship
1: and if you think about it we didn't have, obviously, we didn't have podcast 11 years ago when we Mm-mm. got started. We didn't, uh, you know, we had some web interactions. You had uh, like the Usenet, Alt Usenet yeah, groups. Yeah, that
0: was back in the IRC Merc days. Yeah, so they're just, yeah. which people still use, by the way. Oh, do they? Wow. <laughs> oh. As a matter of fact. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Um, so, but uh, yeah, the DS Lite, you're right. We were pussies. Yeah. But it, it worked for us. You know, and what it ended up doing for us is I started craving it. Mm-hmm. We started craving it more and more and more. And, you know, one day I looked at him and I'm like, I, I, I can't do this on off anymore. I'm, I'm on more than I am off and right. I'm on when I shouldn't be. And so we jumped in.
1: Yeah. You, you make, as we talked about earlier, well, for us, we did the DS light mm-hmm. and then we said, all right, we're going to go dom sub 24 seven. Right. Take that responsibility. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's not one of the questions of the day. And I said, I'm not going to talk about this. Right. One of the big differences to me between a dom and a master
0: Mm -hmm. is
1: does that other half, that submissive, that slave reflect you 24 seven? And do you take responsibility for that person 24 Mm seven? There was a point in our relationship where you were doing, uh, actions that I found less than acceptable. And I said, you know, that's me, that reflects on me. I need to speak about that. I need to take care of that. Not only
0: with you, but Mm -hmm. with anyone
1: else that was impacted. And that's where, for me, we went into master from dominant.
0: Exactly, so, and here I thought I was doing okay for, you know what I mean, for what I was trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish, but it wasn't what we saw as us together and right. It was not a a good reflection on you and yeah.
1: Dominant is one of those unfortunate terms that now has multiple meanings. Mm -hmm. People will say, oh, I'm a dominant when they mean that they're a top. People will say they're a dominant when they're talking about the aspect of a leader of a power exchange relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, So, meh. Uh,
0: Meh. Maybe we'll try to explain how we think about it more so one day, but for now. Now, (laughs) you had mentioned Merck as if people don't use that anymore. (laughs) I didn't think they did. That
1: was a long time ago. Just recently... We found out that Merck is still being used actively. And guess what? What? We're going to use it.
0: (gasps) And a bunch of other stuff as well. Wait a minute. Do you remember what Merck stands for? I remember what IRC stands for. I know.
1: Internet Relay Chat. Yeah,
0: Internet Relay Chat. I don't remember what the M on it stands for, but sure. I always used Merck. Oh, speaking of which,
1: because uh-huh. I'm sure we'll, we'll have a listener write in and tell us what the M stands for. <laughs> Words from a previous podcast, which I don't even remember what podcast it was now, Filk.
0: That yeah. is
1: the music that's done at conventions. Sci-fi by fans, conventions. Right? Okay. And the other term we were looking for had something to do with erotica... I think it was I think they used the term slash. I don't remember. But I thought that was more of killing erotica. Erotica <laughs> when you slice people up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: slash horror flick.
1: <laughs> so getting on to Merck, the reason that I mentioned Merck right now is because uh, not only are we gonna be start using Merc, but mm-hmm. we are actually going to dun dun dun. Um, we sat down with Baric and Sheba, who run the Adventures and Sexuality group as well as the two big events. Right. In February Coping. and September. Coping Winter Wick- Wickedness. So what we're going to be doing at Winter Wickedness is the web streaming Winter Wickedness Radio. Nice. Uh, the Wicked Radio station will be set up in the event area. And several times during the event, we will be live streaming across the interwebs. I love it. So it'll be a really interesting opportunity for people that are at the event that say, um, Hey, I have a question for Don and Dan. Oh, I'm going to walk in right now because they're streaming and I'll just bump in front of them. And shit, if you want to jump in front of a microphone and tell us about yourself, tell Mm -hmm. us if you're having a good time.
0: Um, I'm so glad we've been practicing this without doing edits because we're going to (laughs) need that practice for streaming.
1: So uh, again, you know, I, you know, People will say probably that we're adventures in sexualities homers, and we always we run their little theme music. And mm-hmm. uh, the flip side is a the Barrack and Sheba help us out when yes. we need help. Uh, they're you know invested in the community. They're mm-hmm. running these events, but uh, I tell you, they're pushing boundaries, right? Yes. So Scarlet Sanctuary, they were the first event ever to have a Scarlet Sanctuary, right? Now they're going to be the first event ever that has live streaming at the event.
0: It's going to be so cool. Yes. you know. And part of it, we're going to be behind like a plate glass window. So it's actually going to feel like we're in a radio station. As people walk by, they can knock on the glass. <laughs> it's
1: so funny. When we were talking to them about the kind of equipment we would need and the technology to set mm-hmm. it up, The thing that, do you remember the big thing that you wanted out of all that? Yes. Your own little headphones. My headphones. Yes. <laughs> You've got a pair. I want a pair. Yes, because I don't know why you think that's going to make things better. But if, if that's what you want, I mean, I plug them into anything, but you will be wearing headphones.
0: Yay. I feel like I'm a
1: DJ. <laughs> if you want to find out more about the Winter Wicked radio station or the Winter Wicked event or any of that jazz, you can head over to adventuresandsexuality.org. Sweet. All right. And were we out of questions? No. I, I, I you think... know what? I want to plug real quick before we leave, move on to this next and next and last question. Mm-hmm. If you have a question of the day or you want to get a hold of us for any reason whatsoever, there's a variety of ways to
0: do so. Of course there is. There's a you can write us by email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. You can join our Facebook page. That's erotic awakening one word. Or call us on voicemail. 206 309 0054. I wonder if longtime listeners of the show at this point can recite this with us. Hey, the one heads. time we forgot this contact info, <laughs> I was able to do it. That's true.
1: <laughs> we have a FetLife group. You can go over to fetlife.com and join Ladies. the search for Erotic Awakening.
0: And we are also on Twitter under Dan and Dawn. And we're getting a lot of hits on Twitter
1: lately. We are. Yeah, That's where that, some of these questions came from. Yep. It helps that Slave Gem is helping us with, run, uh, do some Twitter feeding as well. Mm-hmm. And I've got the Facebook page feeding into Twitter and Twitter feeds into the... I don't know. It
0: all <laughs> it's all linked together.
1: How the fuck are we going to stream live on the web? <laughs> I was lying to Beric. I have no clue how to do that.
0: Oh, doesn't. you'll figure it out.
1: I was going to say, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. But actually, hell, I need all four listeners. I all <laughs> of you to listen. All right. So one final wrap question for the Master Slave Power Exchange Relationship Q&A show. And this one's kind of a nice wrapping nice sort of question. I agree. When we were asking people what kind of questions we should have, uh, somebody said, get out of the hows and into the whys. Why is it so powerful? Why do you do it? What is it about? What is it really about? What's the psychological ooh, What's the psychology behind it? What's the appeal and how are both parties fulfilled when it seems to favor one side over the other?
0: Ooh. Deep, yeah. It is very deep. So, um the first thing that I want to point out though is actually a question on my part. At the very end they say um. how are both parties fulfilled when it seems to be in favor of one side over another? Mm-hmm. And I had to sit there and think, and I'm like, well, which side does he think is over the other? You know, to me, maybe everyone assumes that masters are, I don't know, have more benefit in this relationship than slaves, I mean, maybe the words, the terminology kind of suggests that, you know, that the slaves are only there for service and they only serve and, right. you know, they only take orders and blah, 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 and therefore the the masters are the ones that get everything out of the relationship. But um, I really had to think about that because, as most slaves know, we get a lot out of this relationship as well. So, which goes on to answer his question, I guess. You know, as a slave, I have... Um, someone that's helping me set structure mm-hmm. which I like structure in a relationship or you know really did at the beginning um I have a protector you know you and I have decided to explore different things and you know I I have a protector if I don't want to talk to someone I can say go see my master <laughs> you know I have a buffer there mm-hmm. but um I also have someone that pushes me forward when there's things that I want to accomplish and I have someone that I can surrender to.
1: you know, I like to use the the thought about um sharks We've, we We mm-hmm. use this story on occasion where and then if you've happened to be a shark collector <laughs> or expert, you know that if you buy a ten gallon tank and you put a little baby shark in there the shark will grow to the extent that it can survive in a 10-gallon tank. Mm -hmm. And then you buy a 20-gallon tank and you put that shark in there, the shark will expand and grow into its 20-gallon tank Mm -hmm. and so on and so on. I think that works for Oscars too. I think so, yeah. So as a slave, I can put you in a cage. Mm -hmm. And as you grow, I make the cage bigger. And at this point where you are now, your
0: cage is really fucking big. Mm -hmm. But I needed that small cage to begin with. You know, I needed that structure and that safe place. Mm-hmm. So... And
1: I, now you still have your cage. I still have my cage. You still have... And, and you've also used the um, um, parable that, you know, the leash is always on you. Whether I've physically got a leash on mm-hmm. you or not, there's always that invisible, that connection that we have. You've always got your leash uh, attached, you know. So you, there's that sense of safety, that sense of mm-hmm. connection
0: So, and why is this so important? I'm not so sure. You know, I just, it just does it for me. You
1: know, you you were talking about how it seems to favor one side or the other. And and I'm sure that most people who are not familiar with power exchange or not in power exchange relationships assume
0: (laughs) that the master or mistress's
1: lot is one of wealth and plenty. And And all you have
0: to do is point and you are
1: served. Yes. And (laughs) although that's true. Yes. That I can point and be served. Um, you know, we go through my our, your day of rituals. I, you take you make the bed for me. Mm-hmm. You'll clean the house for me. You'll make sure the cats are fed for me. You'll make sure my lunch is prepared for me. You'll make sure I have coffee in the morning when I get up for me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sounds right. like I got an easy deal of it, right? right? The flip side of all that, the cost of all that is that I have to be aware. Did you make my lunch? Mm-hmm. Did you make the bed? Did you make the coffee? And I have to on occasion, maybe not every day, but I have to make sure that I acknowledge these things are being done. Thank you for making the bed or maybe just the bed looks good or ah, you put the string cheese in my, with my lunch today. That went good with the peanut butter and Nutella um, <laughs> And being responsible and being on my game and being aware and being mindful and being attentive, you know to another being, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm also an active trainer right training is an active I was going to say that right Um, it's not just a passive thing where if you screw up I I pull you up on it right but it's also a hey go do this go do that go learn this go look Mm -hmm. at that you know Um, and a lot of it's rapid right if I learn a great example of that we learned some new hand positions in a class not long ago how slaves in certain protocol situations stand right I immediately expect you to learn that, do it, and be on top of that from there on in. Right. Uh, which means I have to learn it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it does appear to favor one person or the other. But, the, but you know, we talked about a power exchange relationship, and there truly is an exchange. Uh, I think it was Jack Ranella that said that a slave is responsible to the master. The master is responsible to the relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we got our jobs to do.
0: We got our jobs to do. And, you know, and I, I keep um, wondering, he says, you know, what are the benefits? You know, why? Why do this? And, you know, little things are, are still popping into my head, though. And one of them is, like, like I've said before, trust, surrendering to someone else that I see as a very powerful person, um, structure. And there was something else that popped into my head, and now I can't think of it, of course. But, um, Part of it is transparency. Yeah. Part of it is for me, um, I don't like to keep secrets. And I want to be in a relationship. And of course, we can argue about this, that you can also do this in a vanilla relationship. Sure. You can also do this in another healthy relationship. But for me, I want my sir to know everything about me. You right. know. right. And he can't, you know, you can't, train me the way we have discussed our relationship going or you know what you think is good for me or whatever if you don't know everything about me
1: right and, and you know it's very true and i was actually just writing about this myself not long ago was the idea that in our life this level of transparency where mm-hmm. i can get into your email anytime i want i can walk Absolutely. over there right now see who you're iming see yep. who you're emailing with find out who's talking to you on call or me mm-hmm. um and you can say, oh, well, of course, you're the master. She's the slave. Of course, you have the right to do that. As it happens, you can do that in my stuff as well. Right. You And you certainly should have a list of all my passwords to mm-hmm. every bank account, every email account, every uh, alt.com, if I had one. Do I? I don't. We have one together. Okay. Or whatever <laughs> else account that I've got, Right. The expectation is that you're never going to go into my email. Right. Unless I want you to. Right. Unless I say, "Hey, there's a picture in my email I want you to go get," or somebody's address. Mhm. That's just so fucking powerful, and it comes for us. You say it can happen in a regular relationship. Well, we've never
0: had that. We've happen never in a regular relationship. right, not in, not in our past experience.
1: The power of a master-slave relationship is that level of commitment to each other where there's there's no need for secrets. Why mm-hmm. I'm your master. Why do I need to hide from
0: you? Yeah, right? I, right. And and as your slave, I don't want to be in a relationship where I feel I need to hide anything. I don't like that feeling. I don't like what it does to me physically. I don't like what it does to me mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, the other night, I ha- I'm i sitting next to you on the couch with my laptop and an a instant message popped up. And I'm just typing away. And you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm practicing flirting. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I can say that I can share with you who it is. I yep. can let you know what I'm doing, and and I like it that way. I totally agree.
1: You know what? It, the funny thing is, there, there's there's a, we keep talking about this. We can keep going about why this is so fulfilling, mm-hmm. why being a master is so fulfilling for me. We're going to get to a point where words don't work anymore. Right. I can't tell you why that this is. It is who I am. It's like right. if um, you like skiing, why is skiing so great? Uh, maybe that's got nothing to do with it I don't know but this is simply who I am it's the kind of relationship I need to feel authentic to feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. right and I need you to be that slave in my life I need you to be that person who is on the other end of this and who is going to follow my lead blindly with faith and confidence that I know what the hell I'm doing and I need to be confident that you're smart enough that if there ever comes a point where I go over the deep edge Mm -hmm. you'll take off your collar and say fuck off in a very mm-hmm. loving way. Uh, and, and granted, we have very few scenarios where that could happen. Right. Um, but you're not mindless, you know. No. There's always, a, there's going to be a part of you that, if things become weird, that's going to evaluate mm-hmm. things are weird. This isn't just a, a confidence and faith thing anymore. This is a, I'm a human being
0: and I need to look at my life thing. So that's so nice. That's not the word I want. But <laughs> got, again, you know, those, those words just aren't there. It is a feeling. So, yep. and mm, I, I need to be in this type of relationship with you. You know, I've watched you for years and years and years and loved what you accomplished. And I am a strong person. I have had my moments where, you know, like everybody does, I've had my down moments, but I'm a very strong person mm-hmm. and I need a strong At least as strong or stronger person to be my master that's got his shit together.
1: You know, there's one more thing I want to say about this, and then we'll just be done. But, you know, if you're (laughs) going to be a master, get your shit together.
0: Yes. I watched you get your shit together, and I wanted to belong to you.
1: Yeah. All right. So, that was good. good. Nice episode. That was fun. Yes. All right. So, next week, back to the sexy sex yay what are we doing next week between this show and next show yes i'm going to finish the study home study course called female liquid orgasm
0: yay next week we're going to talk about
1: girls that squirt
0: and i hope it's me (laughs) bye Dawn. bye dan Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at
1: adventuresinsexuality.org.
0: Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love You Parties. Find out more about Love You Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloane.net. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wunda by 31D1, is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.